Today is the day you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I won't worry about tomorrow. Giving you my fears and sorrows. And when you lead me, I will follow. Trusting in what you say. Today is the day. Today's reading is from the book of John. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Let's see. You may be seated. Good morning. It's good to see you. Good to be together today. There's a uh, scenario with most all of us are quite familiar as a member of a family with young children, you're out and about walking among crowds of people. Perhaps downtown, the, the Children's Museum, the Indianapolis Zoo, one of our local sporting venues. Or perhaps you're just walking along one of our busy streets and you need to cross at a crosswalk or in an intersection. There comes that moment when every loving parent says to their child, what? Hold on to my hand. I want you to keep that scenario in mind as we consider another scenario in the life of our Lord Jesus. In the closing hours of his earthly life, Jesus turns to his disciples and says, Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Four times in a single verse, Jesus uses the word remain. And then he speaks it four more times in the subsequent verses that immediately follow. Can you see where perhaps Jesus is beginning to sound a little bit like a parent to their child as they're about ready to cross the street? Come on over here. Come, come, come. Come, take my hand. Take hold of my hand. Come, no, you got to stay close. Stay close. Don't let go of my hand. I know you think you can do it by yourself, but you need to stay here 
please hold on to my hand. I don't want to lose you. Remain in me. Remain, remain, remain in me. Which begs the question, what is it that has Jesus so concerned that he talks this urgently to his disciples as a parent would to their child? Well, the answer becomes quite evident. When you consider the perilous events that were beginning to unfold in our Lord's life. Jesus had just finished the Last Supper with his disciples. They have left the upper room and were now making their way to the Mount of Olives, to the Garden of Gethsemane. Some rather unsettling events have just taken place in the last hour or so. Judas one of Jesus' chosen disciples has literally and spiritually disconnected himself and separated himself from his Lord and Savior. Indeed, at that very moment, he was making plans to betray his Savior. What is more, Peter's connection with Jesus was about to be severely tried. Jesus told him quite bluntly, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that you will not fail. I tell you the truth today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. In fact, Jesus warned all of his disciples that their connection with him would also be put to an extreme test. Jesus said, this very night you will all fall away on account of me. And now here they were on their way to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus was roughly 12 hours away from being nailed to the cross. More immediately, Jesus was three hours or so away from being betrayed and arrested and then led away to be beaten and tried and crucified. As you can see, the time was oh so near when Jesus and his disciples would be literally separated from one another. Given all of this, did Jesus have reason to be concerned for the well-being of his disciples, especially their spiritual well-being? Answer me. Yes, he did. Indeed, given all of the perilous events swirling around them at this time, Jesus says to them with all his heart, remain in me. Remain, remain, remain in me. Yes, just like a loving parent to their child. Jesus is saying, please hold on to my hand no matter what. I don't want to lose you. And then to help get this imagery, this concern across to his disciples, Jesus draws from what was a very familiar image in, in, of a grapevine. Perhaps as they were walking along to the Garden of Gethsemane, they happened to, to pass by an actual grapevine. Or maybe Jesus drew from the disciples' familiarity with the decorative vines that adorned the front of the temple. Regardless, Jesus uses this very familiar example of a grapevine 
and uses it kind of like a, like a children's message, like an object lesson to help convey the importance of their staying connected to him. And the heart of this object lesson is found in the three visuals, the vine, the branches, and the fruit. And the relational dynamics that exist between these three is so obvious that there are some very easy questions that even you and I can answer. For instance, of the three objects, the vine, the branches of the fruit, which of the three is the source of life? The vine is. Can the branch survive by itself? No, it cannot. And how do we know for sure if the branch is connected to the vine? It bears fruit. And what does it mean if the branch is bearing fruit? It means that it's what? Connected to the vine. Well, with these very obvious relational dynamics between the, the vine and the branch and the fruit in mind, Jesus now turns the conversation into the importance of their remaining in him. When Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If a man does remain in me and I in him, if, if a man does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burn. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And if we understand the connection between the vine and the branches, we begin to see also the connection that Jesus has in mind between us and him. Because after all, who is our vine? Who is our source of life? Jesus. In fact, earlier that evening, Jesus said to his disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And can we survive by ourselves? Especially from a spiritual standpoint. No way. And that's what Jesus means when he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And how do we know for sure that we're connected to Jesus as our vine? Well, there's fruit that is born in our lives. Jesus says, if a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear, and he doesn't just say some fruit, he says you will bear much fruit. And what does it mean if we are bearing fruit? It means that we are connected to the vine. As Jesus said, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Which now begs another question. What does Jesus mean by fruit? What, what, what kind of fruit is Jesus talking about here? And obviously what the Apostle Paul writes in his letter to the Galatians is worth considering where Paul writes about the fruit of the Spirit being love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Certainly not only is this an awesome assortment of fruit, a, a cornucopia of fruit, 
But if it is evident in our lives, then certainly it is evidence of our being connected to him who is the vine. But here in the context of this teaching, I believe that Jesus has a very specific piece of fruit in mind for you and me. In fact, he has in mind the kind of fruit that not only assures us that we are connected to him, but it is the kind of fruit that further encourages us to always remain connected to him. And it's found in the words when Jesus says, if you remain in me, and my word remains in you, Jesus is speaking about our ability to stand on the word of God no matter what we are facing in our lives. To help us appreciate this, I want to share with you a series of other verses from Scripture where in John 8 we read, To the Jews who believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching... You are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The Apostle Paul in Colossians 3 where he writes, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In Paul's letter to the Romans chapter 10, Faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the preaching of Christ. Or John in his first letter writes, See that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you will also remain in the Son and in the Father. Hebrews 11. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And I especially appreciate where Paul writes in Rome, at the end of Romans 8. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to, what? Separate us. From the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I ask you my dear friends. Do we ever have trials or temptations that test our very relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ? Do we ever face unexpected turns that that cause us fear, doubt or uncertainty? Do we ever go through heartaches or hardships that have us out there feeling like we are all alone? Then understand, I think the specific fruit that Jesus is speaking about here is the kind of fruit that is born from our standing upon the truths and the promises of God's word, trusting in him no matter what. Whenever we face illness, injury, or disease that disrupts our life, Jesus says, remain in me. When sin's guilt and brokenness rear its ugly head, Jesus says, remain in me. When tragedy, disaster, or or misfortune rocks our world, 
Jesus says, remain in me. When death, dark shadow, darkens our path, Jesus says, remain in me. Years later, Peter would look back on that moment when his connection with Jesus was severely tried and he denied Jesus three times. Knowing the persecution that others all around him were going through due to their connection with Jesus, Peter would pen these words. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in your faith. My dear friends, regardless of life's circumstances, our Lord Jesus earnestly calls out to you and to me, remain in me. Hold on to my hand and never let go. As the children of Israel were about to enter into the promised land, apart from, Mo from Moses, Moses gave them these words of encouragement. He said, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. The Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Remain in me, Jesus said. And I will remain in you. By God's grace, may we each be that kind of a branch that is not only firmly connected to him who is the vine, but bears the fruit of unwavering faith. God grant that to each of us for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen.